Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Happy Tuesday. I hope that you've had a wonderful Tuesday. I hope your week is off to a great start. We are so excited to be able to join in tonight for another episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. I am your host, Arthenia Coleman, and I'm coming to you live from South Carolina. And again, I'm so grateful that you were able to join in, whether you're listening by phone or listening online. So I just want to welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to episode number 1,792. And so we're just here to encourage you, to to build you, to uplift you, but most importantly, to draw you closer to God. Um, And that's what it's all about. It's all about kingdom business, all about kingdom business. And so I am with One Touch Transformation. That is my ministry, my nonprofit organization, which I love dearly. Um, I established it almost 10 years ago. I'm excited that we are slowly approaching the 10th year. And One Touch Transformation is all about bringing awareness to sexual, about sexual abuse. And so our mission is to educate the community about sexual abuse while encouraging and empowering all victims and survivors. And so we're all about going into the community, into different organizations, into the churches to let them know that, hey, this is something serious that has been going on that still continues to go on, even though no one wants to talk about it. And so I am not afraid to talk about it because I am not afraid to share my story. I started the organization simply based off my story of overcoming childhood sexual abuse. And so if I if I have experienced it and experienced, you know, healing and, and true freedom, I want you I want everyone who has gone through it or maybe experienced it right now, I want you to experience the same thing because it is such a great feeling when you have true freedom. There's nothing like true freedom, and only God can do it. Only God can do it. We can look for validation. We can look for um, freedom. We can look for healing and all these things in all the wrong places, but it can only be found in God, and truly I can say he has brought me a long way. Um, The journey is, you know, it's it's a lifetime journey. I'll just say that. Just like with anything else, everything is is like a marathon. Healing is a marathon. You're going to have some good days, you're going to have some bad days, some not-so-good days, but each day and each year, it honestly gets better and better. And going to another anniversary because I started the organization a year after I shared my story, so I'm also going into my 10-year mark from when I first broke my silence. So this is really huge for me. This is really huge this year and next year. And so, like, I give all praises to God. Um, he gets the glory out of everything that I've, I've done with the organization. Every time I've shared the story, it was not just for me, although it was for me, but it was not just for me because there are so many, you know, men, women who are still suffering in silence, hurting from the pain of their past, and they have not been able to say, you know, it happened to me or um, me too, you know, as the movement that started. That was so important when they started that movement because there are so many people who were not able to say me too. And so I always tell others who have gone on a similar journey that someone is waiting to hear your story. Your story is not just for you. But when it's time for you to share your story, and you, you'll you know when it's time, when you're at that point where you're comfortable, unafraid, and you boldly and courageously share your story, 
the right person is going to be there to hear your story because there are others who need to know that they too can overcome. And so I'm here tonight, and every time I come on um, Blogs um, Purpose Kingdom, I'm here to encourage you that you can overcome, whether it be you know abuse, the uh, mental um, things that you're dealing with, emotion, the emotional things that you deal with. You can overcome it, no matter what it is. Uh, God, He's all sovereign. He's all powerful. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's our redeemer, and so He has redeemed us so that we too can you know have a better life, can, so we can live a life of abundance. Because we don't want to continue to stay bound. We don't want to live a life of captivity, but we want to live a life of true freedom and live a life of abundance where we can be free, free to live and, and free to just enjoy life and, and live out our purpose because God has a purpose for each and every one of us. And in order to live out our purpose and, I mean, really live it out, you you got to be free. you got to be free. So, again, thank you for tuning in. Tonight I have something special, special, special. <laughs> I'm going to talk about something that we may have all dealt with before, and maybe someone who's listening tonight may be dealing with it this very moment. And so I want to talk about spiritual identity, spiritual identity. So we're living in a time, <laughs> living in a time, you know, when people – both men and women are dealing with identity issues, you know? They just they're just not sure of who they are anymore. Who they are. And it it's not so much of um let's see how can I put it? They're dealing, they're dealing with who they who they are or I should say or who they who their purpose to be. Because sometimes we may have a general idea of what God has for us, but it's like we need that validation or we need confirmation. But I'm going to talk to you tonight how you can find the validation right in the word. Like this, when you're, when you're finding your spiritual identity, you don't need anyone to confirm who you are or validate who you are because God already tells who we are. That's the best thing about it. Or heart, even on, on, your, on your post, because sometimes that's what validates some people. But, honey, if that's the only way you feel validated, you got a long way to go. That's not what makes us who we are. Likes and shares and hearts and comments, all of that, they don't matter. They do not validate or confirm who we are because God's word already shows us who we are. And so tonight I want to focus on spiritual identity, spiritual identity. So remember, if at any time you would like to come on and share or comment, you can dial 319-527-6091, 319-527-6091, and press the number 1. But if you're already listening by phone, all you have to do is press the number 1, and we'll bring you on the spiritual identity. All right, so what makes me me, you know? What makes – so this is going to be a self-reflection type of message, self-inventory type of message. So this is all about you, all about you, no one else, because we all have to live for ourselves. At the end of the day, we're going to have to give an account for our life, not no one else's. You know, family, I love you, friends, I love you. But at the end of the day, I have to give an account for myself. I can only live the life for me, and you can only live your life for you. So spiritual identity, what makes me me? 
So a very familiar scripture in Psalms, Psalms 139 and 14, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Do you really believe that? You know, like, honestly, do you really believe that? I know we may quote it and use it as affirmations, but do we really believe that? For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I know it may sound like just some common words that sound good, look good on paper. You might have it posted on your wall. But do you really believe that within your heart that God made you fearfully and wonderfully? And sometimes we need to be reminded of that because I think we forget. I honestly think we forget, um, you know, who God created us to be, fearfully and wonderfully. And so I would like to put the disclaimer out. Some of this is coming from a devotional that I actually read. So not all of this is my words, but I do like to um, want to give credit to where it's due. Um, it was called Seven Day Devotional on Identity. So, I, you know, I put my spin on it. So um, fearfully and wonderfully made. So, again, do you really believe that? And sometimes we just really have to pause because there's so much going on, so many distractions, so many loud noises. The world is loud. Life can be loud. But you just need to take a, you know, take a moment, take a breather and just pause and understand that we really are fearfully and wonderfully made. Even when you feel inadequate, when you feel like you're not enough, when you feel like you're not worthy, when you don't feel like you're not validated, you're not valued and wonderfully made because his word tells us. So living in our world and in our society, we're often taught to, you know, fit in with the crowd or you should look like this. You should wear this. That's how you're going to fit in. Uh, we're taught how to either match what's popping, you know, especially in the social media world. And everyone jumps on the bandwagon when some hot topic is trending. Every time it never fails, you'll see that hashtag on social media about it jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, this is trending. Let me let me pound hashtag, and I'm doing it too. But as soon as the trend is over, that's it. No one is talking about it. Some trends last longer than others. Some shorter than some. They last some months. Some may last a day. <laughs> Here, everybody's talking about it one day. Next day, it's old news. We're told what look is deemed as perfect. Ugh. And social media is so bad with that because it's, it's, for what it's, no one that, well, let's see, how can I put it? With social media, those of you who are familiar with it, whether you're using uh, Snapchat or whether you're using Instagram, whether you're using TikTok, whether you're using Facebook, anything where you upload pictures or videos, most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the time, no one usually has their natural look. Why? Because they're either, you know, wearing makeup, and I'm talking about females, or they're applying filters. And, you know, there are some males who are doing the same thing. They're applying filters on their picture, too. No one is really uploading natural-looking pictures of themselves. And so when we trying, we're trying to upload the perfect picture or the perfect look, that's what's trending now. It's like everyone wants to be an, how do they call it, an IG model. 
They want to put the perfect picture up, have the perfect angle, the perfect lighting, which nothing is wrong with that when you're talking about, you know, know, the angles and lighting. But I'm talking about when you don't know who you are as a person, as an individual, and you're only doing it so you can feel validated or so that you can fit in. But why is it so easy to fit in and harder to stand out? Power, like willpower, it takes energy to stand out because you're going against the norm. Anytime that you're going to get something that is popular, anything that is trending, anything that's popping, anything that everybody is talking about, whenever you go against it, whew, sometimes you might be the only one. You're going to be the minority because everyone else is following the crowd. But that, that doesn't give us our validation to fit in. That doesn't make us look perfect. That doesn't make us any more valuable. It doesn't make us more worthy just because we fit in. Remember, you are already validated. He says, should be enough, but sadly, for a lot of people, it's not. It's not enough for God to say, I should you. It's not enough to say that I created you. You are a masterpiece. It's not enough. Like, it's in the word who we are, who God created us to be. And sometimes it's still not enough for us to feel validate or feel valued or feel worthy, you know? But it's so easy to fit in because everyone else is just everyone else looks that way. Everyone else is wearing that. But do you really believe that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Do you know your identity? And not just your identity, but your spiritual identity. Because truth be told, as believers, as Christians, we're going to be faced with so many oppositions already just because we say that we believe. And so we're going to be tested. We're going to be tried. We're going to be asked to fit in. We're going to be pressured to fit in, to follow the crowd. So we're going to need that willpower. It's going to take power of God, the Holy Ghost, the strength to help us to stand out. And, and so there are seven points that I want to talk about and focus on that's going to help us realize what our spiritual identity is, who we are, who God created us. All right, so the first point says, I am chosen. I am chosen. I have 43 and 1 through 4. It says, but now God's message to God who made you in the first place, Jacob, the one who got you started, Israel, don't be afraid. I've redeemed you. I've called your name. You're mine. And when you're in over your head, I'll be there with you. When you're in rough water, you will not go down. When you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't be a dead end because I am God, your personal God, the Holy of Israel, your Savior. I paid a huge price for you. All of Egypt with rich Cush and Seba thrown in. That's how much you mean to me. That's how much I love you. I'd sell off the world to get you back, trade the creation just for you. So that was Isaiah 43 and 1 through 4, the message version. That lets us know how much God really cares about us. He cares. He said, I paid a huge price for you. No one else has paid a price like God has. I don't know anyone done that and anyone who ever will. He paid a huge price for us. He's our personal savior. He said, I have chosen you. 
I've called your name. You're mine. So we are chosen. He tells us, like, I'm yours. I'm, I'm his. So that lets us know that we are chosen on this spiritual journey. That's, that's one thing we have to realize and we have to keep in mind that we are chosen. We are the chosen. And the chosen, we don't follow the crowd. I'm sorry. Like when, when your friends want to go do everything else, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm chosen. <laughs> I can't. I'm chosen. If you don't have to go into details, if they don't understand what that means, then hey, too bad. And so I want to ask the question, what have you believed about yourself up to this point in your life? What have you believed about yourself? up to this point in your life. Sometimes the enemy will put these thoughts in our head and make us believe that we are worthless, make us feel like we don't have any value, make us feel like we're nothing. But all we have to do is reflect back on this word where he says, I have redeemed you, I have called your name, you're mine. And even when he talks about when we fall in hard times, when we feel like we're drowning, when we feel like we're at a dead end, when we feel like we're in a and a, a rock in a hard place, he said, look, I'm your personal God. That's not the end for you. It's like, I've got you. Says you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. I chose you and appointed you. So not only are you chosen, but you are appointed. And I'm not talking about being appointed by man, but being appointed by God. There's a difference. There is a difference. People will appoint others. But when God appoints you and you know that you are chosen and appointed, then there's nothing that the enemy can't do with you. The enemy cannot win, will not win, shall not win. Because remember, God is for you. That you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. And whatever you ask in my name, I'll give it to you. So when you're chosen and appointed, oh, you're able to really bear some fruit. You're gonna be, you're really gonna be fruitful and multiply, because what God has placed inside of you, it's gotta be shared. It's gotta be shared with the world. So your fruit is going to be out there. It's gonna abide. And so know that you are chosen and appointed. Sometimes we may feel like we're unworthy to walk out our God-given purpose. Have you ever felt like that? Unworthy to walk out your God-given purpose? Sure, I know we messed up. We're not perfect. And sometimes when we we fall, I'm not worthy enough to, to do what God has appointed me to do or what he has chosen me to do. But no, he knows that we're going to fall. But that doesn't prevent him from choosing us at point us. You know, he didn't choose perfect people. He knew that we weren't going to be perfect. His disciples weren't perfect. So we're not perfect. And he knew that from the beginning. He knew from the time we were in our mother's womb. Like, he knew the life, the plan, the journey that we would take. But guess what? He still chose and appointed you. Go ahead and walk out your God-given purpose. Go ahead. Don't be afraid. Don't feel unworthy. Do not feel unworthy because he has chosen and appointed you. Maybe, just maybe, someone who's listening may not know exactly what they have been appointed for. Maybe you don't know what your purpose is right now. But I encourage you to continue to seek God and seek his word so that he will open your understanding and give you the wisdom and the knowledge that you need to find 
your purpose. So don't don't even feel ashamed and don't feel still don't feel unworthy if you don't even know what your purpose is right now. I mean, because there are several people who still do not know what their purpose is, and I'm talking about adults, grown up, those who are up in age and still don't know what their purpose is. But if you seek God and seek His Word, He will directly be showing. So go ahead and and live out your God given purpose and. And if you don't know what your what your God given purpose is, like I said, keep seeking God, and ask Him to direct you, ask Him to to show you what your purpose is. And and sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, is right before our eyes. It's right before our eyes. So just continue to seek God, pray about it, to direct you, and to show you what your purpose is. So remember, you are not only chosen, but you are also appointed. My next point, I am enough. I am enough. And this is one of those affirmations where sometimes you have to say it every morning you get up, especially when you're feeling like you're not enough or feeling like, oh, I just can't get it. I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not smart enough. But guess what? I am enough. Why am I enough? Psalm 23 Verses 1 through 3, I have all I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, brings honor to his name. So he is our source, and if we have God, we have everything. We don't lack for anything. We have everything that we need. But I have all I need. I shall not want because he is our shepherd. So that lets me know, hey, I am enough. What he, ha- you know, who he has created me to be, what he has given me, it is enough. And, and anyone, that's the best thing about it. You don't have to prove that to anyone. Because God is already, he knows that you're enough. He made you, so that makes you enough. So that means you don't have to add on anything. You don't have to take off anything. Of course, you want to be healthy. But, <laughs> but. As far as like you know, there, like I said, people are suffering from identity issues and having these identity crises and wanting to change what they look like. And I'm not talking about in when you're when you're trying to become healthier, but more so cosmetic. And you know, it's men and women that are doing this, having cosmetic surgery because they don't like what their body looks like. When most of these things can be fixed naturally, but you got to put in the work, but that's that's for another that's for another topic. You just have to put in the work. But people don't want to. We are enough. You are enough. So don't ever allow anyone to pressure you into changing. You know what you look like cosmetically. You don't have to do any snipping and cutting and tucking and all of that because you are enough. God loves you just the way that you are, and so we have to learn how to love ourselves. We have to learn to accept and love. Love us, love ourselves, because God accepts us. He accepts, you know, he accepts us, point blank, without anything extra. Because he knows that when he created us, we were enough. Don't try to pretend to be someone that you're not. Okay? Don't try to pretend to be or don't pretend to be someone that you're not. Because, again, if God created you just the way that you are, 
and you know that you are enough, then you don't have to pretend. You don't have to pretend. So don't pretend to be someone that you're not or something that you're not. And sometimes we just kind of have to reset our focus on God and the things that matter in order for us to really, like, realize, like, look, I really am enough. The way that God created me for him, then it should be enough for me. So if it's enough for God, it should be enough for you. And like I said, you do not have to put on, you don't have to explain anything to anyone else because God has created you and you are enough. Next point, we am victorious. Yes, 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 we have the victory. I am victorious. First Corinthians 5, I'm sorry, First Corinthians 15 and 57. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. He gives us victory. Victory, victory, shall be mine. <laughs> um, every time that we go into battle, whether it's, you know, a, a spiritual battle, whether it's sickness, whether it's just opposition, it can be anything. Um, we can go in knowing that we're going to come out with a victory. It may not feel like it, and it may not look like it when we go into it, but his word reminds us that he gives us victory. He gives us victory over sin through our Lord Jesus Christ. So redemption, um, he won. Like, he won even death. Isn't that amazing? Just when they thought death was going to defeat him? No. It gave him victory. And so the same way that he was able to overcome death and not be defeated but have the victory, it's the same way for us. We are victorious in every battle. And then if we really think about it and really take his word, like, we don't even have to fight these battles. We don't have he – he tells us to stand still and see the salvation. When we have these battles, we don't even have to fight them. Not at all. This is where we know that victory is ours. We already know that he's going to give us the victory. We already know we're going to come out with the victory. It may not look like it. It may not feel like it. But with Jesus, we have the victory. And you have to really believe that. You you can't go in looking defeated, feeling defeated, speaking defeated. But no, you have to go in speaking victory, feeling like, you know, looking like a victorious person, sounding like a victorious person. It doesn't matter how big the battle is. I don't care what it looks like. And I know some battles, they look they look scary, and some are scary. But again, we go in this battle knowing that we have the victory. Sometimes we, we can burn ourselves out trying to fight and win every battle in life, like in every areas of our life. But, again, we do not have to fight these battles. We already know that he's going to give us the victory. So don't burn yourself out. Don't try to handle these things. Don't try to handle it. Especially don't try to handle it on your own. Cast it all into Jesus. After that, his feet, let him take over, let him take full control. Still, and know that he is God. The battle is not ours. We, the only thing that we got to be responsible for is just coming out with the victory. With our hands up. Because we're winners. He created victorious people. And so we 
did not have to worry about the bowels. Even though I know it's hard, the the, the flesh side of us, we worry, we, we're afraid, we get all tossed aside, like, man, we get bothered because battles are not fun. <laughs> and battles are not fun. But we know that in every battle. So that's one way of looking at it. We have to change our perspective, go in with the mindset, like, I know I might get hurt. I know I might fall. I know it's not going to feel too good. But guess what? At the end, I'm coming out with a victory. I'm coming out on top. Why? Because I have God on my side. So I have no reason to fear. I will not fear what man is doing to me. I don't care what the faces look like. I don't know. I don't care what people say. I don't care what people do. You do not have to fear because you are already victorious. And guess what? If you don't even have to lose the finger, vengeance is mine. You don't even have to say anything. Just sit back and watch God work. Let him do the fighting. Sometimes we try to take on these battles. We try to take on these things. And God is like, look, I don't need your help. <laughs> Sometimes we make matters worse when we try to intervene. But, no, nah, just let God handle it. Let him have his way. All you do is come out with your with your hands up with the victory. So start declaring in faith, my victory is in Christ. I have victory in Jesus. It's not about what you can do. It's not about how well you can fight. <laughs> but start declaring in faith, I have the victory, victory over my life. I have victory in sickness. I have victory in, you know, in this problem. I have victory in my mountains, victory in my circumstances, victory in my obstacles over my family, victory in my friends. Whatever may be going on at work, I have victory over this. Why? Because God is with me. God is going to fight every battle for me, whether it's a spiritual battle, whether it's a physical battle, hopefully it's not. But most of the time we deal with these spiritual battles. And these are the things that we can't, you know, we don't go to these spiritual battles with our, our fists pumped up. But, no, these are, the, these are the battles that only God can handle. You pray about it, give it over to him, and that's it. That settles it. You don't have to do anything else. Give to God and just declare that you have the victory. That's all we can do. That's all we need to do. You don't want to burn yourself out trying to fight. You're going to be fighting all the time because battles are always going to be there. All right, next point. I am free. I am free. So, unfortunately, everyone cannot say that. And the reason why I say that is because there are people who are still bound. There are people who still feel you know, captive. There are people who are still chained by the struggle, chained by sickness, chained by, you know, people, their words, the things that have happened, things that said, that have been said to them. There are a lot of people walking around with chains, um, heavy, feeling burdened. But I am free. You've got to find freedom, and I'm talking about true freedom. And, again, it comes from God. Galatians, to live a free life, to take your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. I love this version. This is the message version. So, again, that Christ has set us free to live a free life. So take your stand. Never again let anyone Put a harness of slavery 
on you. I don't care who they are, family, friend, or foe. Do not allow anyone to put a harness of slavery over you because God has made us free. He has set us free. The price that he paid for us, he, he did not do that for us to still live in bondage. There is no way to live a life of captivity. But there are some things that keep us down, whether uh, most of the time it's the internal things, the things that we're dealing with in- internally. And so we have, to, we have to learn to let go, give it to God, and, and let it go. And you might say, it's not that simple. I mean, but at some point it is. When we really just think about it, just release it. You've got to release it and let it go. But we, we're holding on to these things that we don't need to in bondage, and that's why you can't live free. Like, I, I, I don't want to spend the majority of my life feeling bound. No. Whom the Son is made free, he is free indeed. Like, for real, for real. Free indeed. And so these things that we're holding on to inside, the more we hold on to it, the more it's going to eat at us. The more it's going to tear us apart. The more it's going to it's going to spread like a cancer because we're just holding on to it and we're not releasing it. But Christ has made us free. Do you know that? Can you believe that tonight? God has, he has made us free. He does not want you living a life of bondage. He doesn't want you living like you have a harness of slavery, like you have to walk around heavy. Come to me. Come to me, all of you who are who are laden, heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. And again, I'll set you free. But the more you carry it around, the more that you walk around with those chains, the longer you forfeit your freedom. The longer you forfeit your freedom. So I encourage you to receive the exchanges. The burdens, the sins, the heartache, Everything that you're carrying, exchange it for freedom. Look it at your feet. Cast it onto him. Cast all your cares. He cares for you. And just think about the exchange that you'll receive, which is freedom. It doesn't get any better than that. So break the chains tonight. Come on, break the chains so that you can live freely. And I'm talking about free and deep. I am accepted. I am accepted. Who? Something else that a lot of people deal with is the word acceptance. Trying to feel accepted by others before they know that they are accepted by God. This is certainly a part of the identity issues that people deal with. They 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 want to feel accepted. They want to be liked. They want to be you know the one. That people come to or, you know, call on, all this and that, want to be popular. He lets us know again in his word that we are we are accepted. And this is before anyone that we've ever met. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 6. It says, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ, according as he 
according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Hmm. I am accepted. Know that we are chosen. So we are chosen, appointed, and accepted. God already accepts us, so we don't have to look for acceptance in anyone else. And I'm telling you, this word gives us exactly what we need when we're talking about our identity and our spiritual identity. Like I said, we look for it in the wrong places, and it's right here in the word. God already lets us know how he feels about us, how much he loves us. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> but, again, for some people, this is still not enough. This is still not enough. Even after he has, has given us all this, after, he, after he's told, told us this, like, this is still not enough for some people. To remind you, like, look, you don't have to worry about being accepted by others. You don't have to worry about pleasing others. Just please God. Please the one that, please the one who already accepts you, who already calls you chosen, who already calls you appointed. That is, that's who you need to please. We don't have to please man. We don't have to please family. We don't have to please friends. We don't have to please others just to be liked or be accepted. So what if they don't accept you? So what if they don't like you? <laughs> I know that sounds a little harsh, but sometimes that's the, that's the attitude that you have to have. Now, it's one thing to not be liked because you're not friendly or because you have an ugly and nasty attitude. Now, I am not. Not at all, not at all, I'm not condoning that, like, not at all. Because I do believe, as even as believers and as Christians, that you should have a, you know, an attitude worth being around. The Bible does tell us to show ourselves friendly. So I do not believe in having nasty attitudes and being and acting self-righteous, no. But on the other hand, I am saying you do, if you are standing for righteousness, if you are doing what God has purposed you to do and people don't accept that, then, hey, it is okay. It is okay. Who cares? Because I'm not here to please man. I'm not here to satisfy man. I'm not here to get likes. I'm not here to, to get your, your shares or, or your hearts. But I'm only here to please God and to glorify him. And that should be the attitude that we all have. Because guess what? He has accepted us. We were chosen before the foundation of the world. God thinks the world of you. So so what if people reject your ideas? Everyone's not going to get down with you. And that is okay. That is okay. Be okay with knowing that. Be okay, be okay with knowing that people are not going to like you. Be okay with knowing that you will face rejection. It's okay. But your acceptance is Christ. It weighs way more than man's rejection. I'm going to say that again. Our acceptance in Christ weighs more than the, the, the rejection of man or man's rejection. All right. Our last point is I'm no longer calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from the Father. Glory to God. We are friends of God. What does being friend of God mean to you? I mean, 
when we're talking about friendships and, you know, relationships, that means you're spending time with one another for who we are. He has blessed us tremendously. I mean, day after day, countless blessings. We, we can't even number everything in one thing, but what does that mean? Because I, I owe you some time. And I'm not just giving you time because you did this for me, but I am giving you time because I am your friend. I am. I call. I call you friends. Like you're not my servant anymore, but I care so much for you. I want to call you a friend. So what does that look like? Spending time with God. Like how much time do you really spend with God? And this is not to point anyone out, point fingers, anything. But again, this is self-reflection, taking a self-inventory of yourself. How much time do you spend with God? How much time do you do you talk to him? How often do you talk to him? When do you talk to him? Do you only talk to him when you need help? Do you only talk to him when you need something? Or do you talk to him every day? Truth be told, we should all talk to him in the moment we wake up in the morning. God, I thank you for another day. God, I thank you for just watching over me last night. I'm grateful that last night was not my last night. We also read his word. So that we're not going to hear his voice, <laughs> you know, per se, you know, just the way we'll hear a natural person. But we read his word so that we'll know what he's saying to us. Now, there are times that God will use others to speak to us. But in order for us to understand what God's saying to us, we've got to read his word. So the more we've got to talk to him daily. I know you may not talk to your friends every day. But <laughs> the one who calls us friend, the one who protects us, watch over us, and wakes us up every day, that's worth talking to every day, <laughs> don't you think? Also, this should change the way you see yourself. When we're talking about, if, you know, I'm a friend of God, so don't be, you can't treat me like that. I'm, you know, you're valued. You are valued. You are a valuable person. Because just by association with with God. And so as we begin to spend time with God, then we can experience a better friendship and and a friendship in new ways. What are some things that you can do to to strengthen your relationship with God? And, again, that's just spending more time with him, spending more time with him in his word, prayer, devotionals, however you want to do it. Spend more time with him so you can experience your friendship with God in any way. I, I promise you, you'll benefit from it. You certainly will. I mean, the, it's, it's, it's beautiful whenever you do have an ongoing relationship uh, with God and the things that you learn about him, the things you learn about yourself, and the plans that he has for you. And so, again, this has been a self-inventory, self-evaluation and it's been about, you know, just you, not focusing on anyone else and who God has created you to be. And so tonight um, we're coming to the part where we have our call to salvation. And this is a special, special invitation. I've gone through all these different points of what God thinks of you or how he feels about you. And maybe you're just now realizing how God really feels about you. And tonight you can accept. Him, 
welcome him into your heart. And so God has said all these wonderful things about about you and about us, how he feels and, and how we are to his friend. He is he has accepted us, he has chosen us, he has appointed us. And so now we've got to accept him so that whenever we walk out our purpose, when we fulfill the purpose that he has for us, then we're able to be guided by his Holy Spirit. And so tonight is a special invitation, special invitation for you to accept God and to just receive him. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you have said. For we all have sinned and come short, fallen short. We all have. So don't feel like you're the only one. I'm not just I'm not just talking to you. But we all have been there. We all have sinned. But that price, that huge price that he paid for us and the victory that was won was because of the death of the cross death on the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so maybe you're wondering, what do I do next? How do I receive, you know, Christ? How do I welcome him into the heart? So on the day of Pentecost, when Peter and the, the heart of men, they were it was pricked. They were ready to receive Christ. And if you're ready to receive Christ, this is what he told them. He said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what you got to do. Repent. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so I, 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 I invite you to repent. Take this moment. Take this moment and this opportunity to repent because we never know when, the, when it's our last night. We don't know if we're even going to wake up in the morning. But tonight, I admonish you to repent. And so, and I want you to say this prayer, and I want you to pray with me as we go to God for forgiveness. Father, thank you. God, we ask for your forgiveness tonight. God, we come before you full of sin, full of unrighteousness and uncleanliness, and God, we ask that you just wash us. God, we ask you to forgive us of everything that we may have said, or anything that we may have done, anything that may have not been pleasing to you, God, we ask that you blot out all of our transgressions in forgiveness. In the name of Jesus, oh, God, someone needs you right now. Someone is welcoming you right now into their lives and into their hearts. And so, God, I ask that you just go to them right now, wherever they may be listening, wherever they may be, wherever they may be standing, wherever they may be lying down in bed. God, I ask that you just touch them into their hearts. And forgive only like you can. But we thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross. But we thank you for the price that you paid. God, we thank you for the chance that has been given to us so that we may receive you. And Father, we ask that you continue to strengthen us. Strengthen us along on this journey. Help us to believe the things that you have said about us. Help us to believe that we are chosen. Help us to believe that we are accepted. Help us to believe 
that you have appointed us. Help us to believe that we are free, to believe that we are victorious. Help us to believe that we are enough. And help us to believe that we are a friend of God. Lord, we thank you and I ask that you bless those who are listening, those who are part of the Purpose Kingdom family. God, bless all of our families everywhere. Bless those who are sick, those who need a miracle. God, we ask that you just provide the miracle only like you can. God, we ask that you continue to bless us and cover us throughout the night. And we'll forever give your name all the praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. At this time, we're going to turn it over to hear our <clears throat> Purpose Kingdom Network announcement. Praise the Lord. And, uh, outstanding show so far tonight. Minister Coven, and uh, I really appreciate tonight's message that you had uh, sent to us that you received from the Lord. And uh, real quickly, this is the Product Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you listen to us online or listen to us via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support of us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And uh, we also thank those that share with your friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air tonight. Uh, we also invite you to uh, like us on our Facebook page, which is uh, Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. We can see our upcoming shows and advertisements, and from time to time we do make major announcements on the social media pages as well as others, as well as uh, Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live show, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. And you can press the number one and you can talk to any one of our hosts. And um, you can also go to that website if you want to hear any of our past shows. Uh, once again, it's at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And uh, all you have to do is just type in the show name or the host name. You can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Uh, we also invite you to like us on our pknradio.com where we have 24 hours of music of inspiration. Uh, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, and we will be having a rebroadcast. Uh, so please uh, join us uh, and listen to our rebroadcast. Uh, I know it was enjoyable the first time, so it's going to be enjoyable the next time. So at the 9 p.m. hour, please rejoin us for our uh, please join us for our rebroadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network. Okay, and uh, with that being said, it's going to be the end of the announcements, but we do have um, one. Uh, particular caller is on the line. Um, it's no stranger, oh. I guess. But uh, if you want to bring that call on, I can bring that call on. All right, you can go ahead and bring that call on. Hello, hello, Mr. Arthenius. How are you? This is I'm Mr. Arthenius. I thought I recognized that voice. <laughs> Brother Rob, how are you, sir? God bless you. Oh, my God. Um, so I always creep in and never say anything. Um, but <laughs> tonight you are amazing, like so amazing. Um, every word, every word, every scripture. I mean, the effortless flow. I really enjoyed every moment. I was like, doing things and getting stuff done, and all of a sudden I just found myself stopping everything just to listen to the word. And it was very timely and very needed. So many people of all ages, not just young, but older people, 
need to know who they are, need to know their worth, and need to know um, who they can be in Christ. So thank you so much for this message. Oh, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. God bless you. Uh, you too. Tell the family I said hi, please. I sure will. All right. God bless you. You have a great night. Thank you. You too. Awesome. Awesome. It's always wonderful to hear familiar voices. I uh, appreciate that. Um, so, yes, um, just just a reminder uh, of those points that I went through before I close out. I would like to go through it again just in case you missed it and you might want to jot it down. So the first one was I am chosen. I am appointed. In fact, let me get the scriptures with it just in case. So I am chosen as Isaiah 43, 1 through 4. Again, I am chosen, Isaiah 43 and 1 through 4. I am appointed, John 15 and 16. I am appointed, John 15 and 16. The next one, I I am victorious. I am victorious. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. Next, I am free. That was one of my favorite ones. I am free. Galatians 5 and 1. That's where he says, don't allow anyone to put a hardness of slavery on you. <laughs> and it's the message version. So Galatians 5 and 1. Next, I am accepted. Ephesians 1 and 3 through 6. Ephesians 1 and 3 through 6. Next, I am a friend of God. This is the last one. I am a friend of God. And that's John 15 and 15. John 15 and 15. And if this is something that you need to read and affirm over your life every day, please do so. I am chosen. I am appointed. I am enough. I am victorious. I am free. I am accepted. I am a friend of God. Spiritual identity. Our starting scripture was Psalm 139 and 14, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So I would like to take the time and just thank everyone for listening. Those of you who listen online, those of you who listen by phone, we do appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule because I know life is busy right now for all of us. But um, I do not take it lightly that you actually took the time to listen. So I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And, you know, with One Touch Transformation, and that's the name of the organization, again, what I talked about earlier, um, nonprofit organization for sexual assault awareness. Um, I will have some updates about what we're doing maybe within the middle end of the year. You know, ever since I've become a teacher, it's been a little it's been a little difficult trying to run it. Will change. Things will change and God will provide and make ways where I am able to, you know, operate it again. But I am still an advocate, you know, this is what God has assigned me to do. And so if you know someone or if you would like to share information about, you know, the, the sexual assault hotline or information that can be used or help someone on your timeline, please feel, please feel free to share it and post it. So the sexual assault hotline is 
1-800-656-4673. Again, that's 1-800-656-4673. And even if they Google sexual assault hotline, they'll be able to chat with someone if they don't want to talk on the phone. Also, another great resource is RAIN.org, which is Rape, Abuse, Incest National Network, R-A-I-N-N.org. And that there you can find all types of information, um, statistics, things that you can do to help, how you can get involved in your community, how you can help with prevention and awareness, how you can help survivors and victims. So even if this is something that you would like to, to help with, that there's a lot of information there. Also, you'll be able to find the, the closest or the nearest center in your area. There's a spot where you put in your zip code, and it will bring up the, the nearest location. Also, um, you're able to have access to the hotline there. So it's, it's a lot of information up there. It's like one of the largest um, prevention groups. Um, they do have a, there's a male organization called One in Six, so it's the number one, I-N, number six, dot org, and that's for male survivors. So even if you want to share that as well, because we know that there are male survivors as well and male victims. It's not just something that happens to females, but it happens to males and females. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful evening. I hope the rest of your week is blessed, and and I hope that some of you or all of you can join in tomorrow night for another great show with Purple Team Network. So just want to let you know again that, remember, you are special, you are loved, you are valued, you are worthy, and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So don't forget to post those affirmations and, and those statements so that you can see them every day and be reminded of who God says that you are. Remember, don't allow anyone to pressure you to be something that you're not or someone that you're not because God has already made you just the way that he intended you to be. All righty, you guys. I hope you have a good night, and I love you. Jesus led. He raised me. I will he saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Step one to see me down, I will not lose.